Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and I, much to the occasional disillusionment of my spawn, mm. am a father. <laughs> We've talked about this, yes, right? Yeah. Okay, so just real quick. Uh, my daughter's 17. Her name's Morgan. I love Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Shout out to Morgan. Um, so uh, the, the morning was a Sunday morning, uh, 2003. We wake up. Margie's like, oh, it, it's coming, right? Oh, so sure. This is awesome. For our, yeah. our only child, right? We get in the car, get to the hospital, get there. She's late, late. Everything's in the room. is awesome, right? And the doctors come in, and they're just like, yeah, you're about three centimeters d- dilation. This is a little too much information maybe sure, for some sure. people. Just just, yeah. fo- just follow me. This is yeah, going to yeah. go a place. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, three, three centimeters. You know, probably uh, seven, eight hours, right? And I sit there, and I'll admit, and mm-hmm. I've talked this over with my wife. In my head, I'm like, oh, wow. Maybe I could go home. And, like, I could <laughs> work on some stuff. Yeah. I mean, seven, eight hours, right? And, and of course, I didn't, because no. here's what happened. Mm. Like, a half hour goes by. Mm-hmm. Margie's like, oh, I need an epidural, because, mm. you know, call back to our last minute, right? Sure, yeah. I need, uh, the this, this hurts, right? Yeah. yeah, right? The doctors come in and they're like, what are you talking about? They check. Oh, no, you're nine centimeters. This baby's coming. <laughs> oh. And the room went from <sighs> to uh-huh. doors flying open <laughs> yeah. and carts coming in uh-huh. and people and everything's happening yeah. and a baby is yeah. coming. Right. It was the most insane uh-huh. turn yeah. of events yeah. I have ever witnessed we, in we my have life. This, we have a, a similar thing happen with ours too, where like uh, my wife is on the, all the medications up too and doing doing the the heroic job that only mothers can do. Uh, and then finally, our, our daughter, first daughter, is born. I look around, I'm like. There's like 30 people in the room. What just like, happened? Cause, cause, yeah, exactly. It's like, and they're all. I mean, all because it was it was one of those situations where you're the room that you're in that you're staying in is also the room where they where you That's give the birth. Delivery room, yeah, right? It's the delivery room too. Like they don't take you away anywhere. I in didn't this particular realize hospital. that. Right? But yeah, the same thing. I'm like, wow. Like everybody, I'm the only one not in scrubs. Right no, in this room. It, it was just amazing. But it was just amazing to me how quickly it went from serene yeah. to chaos Defcon to just one. hold on. Yeah. Here we go. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, why did I bring this up? Because <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is this minute of the movie. Right. Things are about to kick off because yeah, it's, it's good. Next, this next set of minutes are going to be pretty intense. Uh, but we start quite serenely. So where we pick up where we had left off uh, in minute forty-eight. So this is minute forty-nine of 2008's Incredible Hulk, directed by Louis Leterrier. Uh, we are back at uh, Knox College, aka the University of Toronto, aka. Culver University for inside the movie um, as we're out for a nice quiet walk. So there's uh, Bruce and Betty. Bruce looking extremely nervous. Betty looking way too nonchalant. Like yeah. this—that's my only complaint about this. This minute is she's way too much. Like, oh, who cares? What does it matter? That's, everything's fine. Getting it's, a bagel after this. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. Like, I'll just drop my ex-boyfriend off at the bus station. Off he goes, and then you know, just back to normal life. I Look mean, for Leonard. What's the worst thing that could doing. happen today yeah, exactly. here on this beautiful Saturday morning in 2010? Oh, Saturday morning. Yes, yeah, the Saturday, Saturday morning 2010. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they are, are out for a quiet walk. Betty's in white. Uh, Bruce is in his, like I, I referred to as his um, uh, maintenance worker uh, chic. Uh, he's back in the Marvel disguise, so he's right. in his, his uh, thing. And so Betty stops him. Uh, it's like, eh, let me give you a little fashion makeover here. And I can tell you, as she's doing this, I'm like, man, this is exactly what my wife would do. Because, <laughs> boy, does she hate a tight tuck. She hates it. I have no issues with that. <laughs> <laughs> she hates the tight tuck. So, yeah, so I, uh, 
loose and drapey all the way. Pulls out his shirt, yep. right? Let's it yeah. kind of just. But I gotta say, you know, there is a certain perspective where all of this that what's about to happen is all Betty's fault, because what's the next thing she does? She breaks the Marvel disguise. Oh my God! I she didn't think pulls about that. the hat off, which exposes him to the world as the fugitive that he is. Oh no! I hate. I don't want to throw Betty under the bus here, but like I'm Betty. saying, like there is a reason the Marvel disguise worked, and it's the Wait, ball that's cap. actually kind of insane because that's ex- yeah, that's exactly right? what happens. <laughs> she goes and she actually, uh, you know, like gets his hair. Apparently, we now know your question has finally been answered. Why does he wear his hair in that weird flat down style? Because that's the way Betty likes it. She because likes it like she that. smooths down to give him that nice, nice insurance salesman matted look, down, know? right? Weird, flat, smooth. I don't even know. I don't want to disparage anyone, but like, yeah, like, yeah. Who- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what we we discovered this when there's there's a, a as she's having and, and Betty's out of her own little happy Betty world here, right. and then Bruce has this really intense look on his face right before everything kicks off. Now, before that happens, we need to talk about what goes in this moment because there is a deleted scene mm-hmm. that fits in right between those two shots, right? Uh, which we discovered as we, as we're doing ready for this, and it explains why. Before he even notices what he's about to notice, that he looks so angry. He looks really pissed. Because like, they yes. had, it turns out, the two of them had a pretty intense scientific morality-based conversation right before this happened. And that gets cut. It for right. the movie. Yeah, it's a, actually a really good conversation. Like a really, some really interesting things they bring up. I don't think this was the place for it, but I think they probably should have it. Like, you know what? I would have put this conversation... Uh, with them in the hallway instead of the awkward pajama. Oh, you know, you know, back there, like put it in there where they have that conversation. And they just oh, like, that would have made eh. sense. So this, okay, so this deleted scene is called Bruce's Guilt. Yes, and you can find it on the Blu-ray or digital release or uh, even on YouTube if you if you search for it. And it basically takes place right between her adjusting his hair mm-hmm. and him looking really pissed off. Yeah. And the conversation is... You know, he, he's kind of, uh, Bruce is sort of lamenting or sort of reminiscing, like, you know, what would have happened had we not, did we know what we were doing? Yeah, How like, we, what, right? were we, what was our goals? What were we trying to do in this project? Like, it was not, not about them at all. It's about, like, the scientifically. Right. Like, what was the project trying to do? Like, what were, we, what were we thinking? And she kind of has this response of, well, we knew we were we were trying to make things better, right? Or, like, you know, and I, she's yeah. kind of alluding a little bit to the general stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff. And Bruce... The conversation gets really Intense. testy for him, yeah. Because his two issues are: is one, well, the general wants to just make weapons. He was like, very clear about what he wanted. Always clear, right? And that, and I think that's the the gist of the argument is that you know the general was clear. Why did we not see that, or why did we not you know be better than that? Why did mm-hmm. we concur? And then he goes into this really kind of intricate rant on: we've been we're the result of billions of years of existence. Mm-hmm systems that have grown, failed, died over and over and over again. Who the heck did we think we were uh-huh. that on an afternoon one day we were just going to inject something into somebody and fix all and that. fix everything. Yeah. We're idiots. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the hubris. Yes. Yeah. And it's a written Okay, here's it's the thing. The, it's the life uh, uh finds a way. <laughs> okay. I was <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> this is the first time, and there's a significance of this deleted scene and then what you see happen, because I think this is the first time you've seen Bruce get angry. That's true. Without... Yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, right. So 
interesting. I, I, I would have I would have cut to a shot of the heart monitor at that point. Well, he has no heart. Well, and he hasn't. Does he have one? Does no, he, I think it's snapped yeah. off. In the, no, because we, we've lost it. We yeah, haven't. Yeah. We haven't replaced that. Yeah. Of all the things he's replaced, yeah, the one thing he probably the, should replace is the heart the, monitor. Uh, but the heart yeah. monitor is no longer needed. It's no. the trope is not. It's yeah, not yeah. a prop we that we need. But it's so we'll come back. Right. It's a great. It's a great conversation that they have. So I'm. You know, honestly, when you look at that hallway conversation in a previous in an earlier minute. I would have cut that. I would have put this scene back in. Yeah. If your concern is runtime, mm-hmm. this conversation has meat. Yeah. It's it's important. And for nothing else, it explains why he looks so angry after she's <laughs> combing right. his hair. Yeah. That it, doesn't make any sense. It moves so fast that you don't even you register, but you'd have to do oh, something I did. Like this. Oh, I was like, but then, dude. Because then as, they have, as back into the actual movie, as he's doing it, finally, finally, Rob, Bruce's superpower actually pays off for once. Because he looks over and he makes eye contact with the soldier who's running up on him from behind. Yeah, he sees it. Well, he sees it. For the first time, like we've seen his his superpower has, Bruce's superpower, not the Hulk superpower, but Bruce's superpower has has betrayed him time and again. To see things with his eyes. To to make eye contact with inappropriate people. Right. And so now it actually pays off for once where he looks over and he makes eye contact with the soldier going through. Oh, hey, look at that. It can be used for good too. Uh, So then, yeah, then he... Turns over and looks over and again makes eye contact with another makes soldier, another soldier who's, right. who's working their way through a, around the, a tree to get a position and instantly knows what's going on. And so this is this is uh, my gripe with their depiction of Betty is Betty is so confused by this. What? What's happening? What's going? What? What? It's like your father is a general. Yeah, she, I don't you, understand. You were this. there when the Hulk showed up. Like you know what? Like how can you be so surprised by any? The of only this? thing. Well, okay. The only way you you explain this in context is. Again, she's so just the trauma of the last twenty four hours is so that. severe. She's still a general's daughter. I know, like, but she's she's trying. She's just in the moment. Yeah, Lois Lane wouldn't have reacted this way. Uh, no. she's a general's daughter too. Well, I mean, yeah. There's <laughs> so <laughs> no. I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just meant to show. Wow, I mean, just I don't want it to be like this. Yeah. Why? Can, why does it have to still be like this? Yeah. So. Yeah. So he says, Betty, you have to go as far away from me as you can. Don't argue. Just go. Uh, and then she's left studying. They're like, why, why, why do I have to? What? And then so then Bruce just, just takes, takes off. off and starts running. And then the Humvees come rolling out. Uh, so if you go into the Internet Movie Vehicle Database, uh, you can find all the different variations. I'm not going to go through all the different variations, but these are all Humvees uh, manufactured in South Bend, Indiana. Shout out to South Bend. Um, they're all in various configurations. So you can go in if you really are are, are that nerdy, and, and God bless you for it. I uh, want to find all the different configurations. Go ahead. But basically, there's a bunch of Humvees come rolling in and all different kinds i mean uh troop configured yep. uh car hauling stuff yep they've got the, one later um, on. they've got the water like amphibious assault with yep. the exhausts that are on the hood instead yeah. of in the back behind yeah so then we we see them then put into action here uh so that as they they go through and they they basically knock two cars out of the way to to get to bruce because it's like property damage we're the military we don't care let the pencil pushers figure that stuff out later on. Uh, so it knocks apart uh, two different cars, and uh, you you found the make and model of these cars. Well, I, I figured it. we should do some due diligence well, here. Sure. This so if you look for. at this whole scene, mm-hmm. and there's a couple things you'll see is that in the background there is two particular cars that there's a lot of hmm. in the scenes. One is a second generation Chevy Blazer, um, or GMC Jimmy, depending on you know the model and stuff. Yeah. These were made. Um, this ver this version uh is roughly like late 90s early 2000s 
Uh, and then the other one is the venerable Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. The standard car that was made from like the eight. It was made from the mid 80s to like 2001. So these are six or seven years old, right. even if they're the latest, the last of the product line right. models. So they were not like even they were old even at the time the movie was shot. They're. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the Blazer. That would I mean the and if you think if you know anything about cars right now, Chevy <laughs> does they re- resurrected the Blazer sure. uh, badge, so that's back. But these Blazers were based on the old Chevy S10 truck uh, chassis. Why do I know this? Because I have it. The first new car <laughs> I ever bought was an S10, right. so um, still have it. Yeah. Amazingly, right? So and if you look down the street too, in some of the shots, you can see these similar models. Similar models. Yeah. So something tells me. And these are not like, you know, you'd think to yourself, okay, these are not from rental fleets. Because like, you know, no. what do you do if you're, you're going to bash a couple of cars? Yeah. You're going to find cars that either, I would assume these cars don't run. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, like A lot of times they even will take out the motors and stuff too so sure. that the cars will, will fly when they get hit. So a really good question about this. So when yeah. you look at the shot, so here's these two cars are parked. Yeah. A Humvee comes in, the lead Humvee comes in, T-bones yeah. them in the middle. Yeah. They go Fly. flying. Yeah, they usually strip them so that so they're, two they're, things. they're lighter. There's no way they weigh yeah. what a regular car weighs. Yeah. And two, if you look very carefully, the curb is higher. Because if you look at the like the blazer in this shot, the curb goes all the way to passing the the wheel the not the the wheel part of the car of the tire. Mm-hmm. So it's actually above the bottom part of the tire. You notice the back of the car. If, if it hit the curb like that, at that impact, the wheel would break. Oh. So what I think's happened is there's been some trickery okay. with the way that the cars were situated to where when the when the Humvee, the Humvee hits them, yeah. they're ready to go flying. Okay. And I and I think there's, I don't, I mean, you know, again, I don't think there's a lot of digital work necessarily here. I think it's mostly a practical effect. Yeah. But there's something that helps them pivot so clearly yeah. I mean this is just a you know it's, it's a, a great shot it's a, it's a great shot it's yeah. a three second shot yeah. it just what it does is it, the people putting this together you're trying to show the urgency you're uh-huh. trying to show that this is happening yeah and they don't care. No, they don't care. Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> there like, there is coming. no concern about collateral damage no. in this operation. Yeah. That's the point of that scene. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it cuts to that we see them like full on deploying. So we see them crossing the campus, driving across the uh, the quad. Uh, we see shots around Betty as they're as they're coming through. Uh, and then we see like the, the poor infantrymen like hop, 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 hop. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I wish we could have gotten a ride in the cool And there's Humvees. a ton of them. They're <laughs> coming from everywhere. Yeah, this I mean, is a like, full convergence a, right. I mean, on their location. So it's a it's a full like sort of battalion. Uh, then we we cut to a shot of that is an Omni International V one fifty S. That's the big uh, eight wheeled vehicle that we see coming through. That's like um, what typically I think a lot of uh, major metropolitan SWAT teams have those or something okay. like that. Urban yeah, that's true. Vehicle. Probably not the yeah not in the camouflage. Then they probably have right. Uh, but yeah. it's an eight eight tire eight yeah. wheel vehicle. I right. mean it's. Yeah, it's, it's and, and like the Humvee, it can be modified for different configurations. But I tell you, uh, you want to know how fast Bruce is running at this point? He runs so fast, he runs to a whole different location. Yeah, because yeah, he, does. he <laughs> runs right from the University of Toronto. He runs so fast, he's suddenly in Morningside Park in Scarborough, Toronto. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So the the all the stuff you see them like, when they get pretty much everything from when you see that Omni International eight wheeled vehicle is then in shot in a completely different area. It's all Morningside Park. So all the stuff that they're running around through, that's not the college campus anymore. It's a totally different location. Now, we're, now of course, our job is to kind of look for all that sure. stuff. But the way you know that, the backgrounds don't match up yeah, as these shots all. change. No. Because 
Because like they do different angles and you see no buildings at all. There's no buildings. Yeah. In the you know that this is a clearing, this is a park within a campus. Yes. There's buildings on all four sides. Yeah. No, it's no, not like no, that in some of while. these shots. They're like they'll come back, but they're not for, for right. a while here. They're they're totally gone. Uh then you see Ross uh, is inside we we assume inside the uh the the Omni International there. Um I don't I don't know what the shortened version do people say. Uh he's in the V one fifty. I guess so. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he's angry because uh, you know Bruce got spooked. Uh, he says, uh, "We would have had snipers on site in three minutes. I want to know who jumped the gun." Really? Snipers? Is what you're concerned about? Like, you think snipers would have worked? Like, you sent a hit squad in, and they didn't really do anything. Would the snipers really have yeah, done the job? This was just a yeah, an impact of urgency. Yeah. But then so, we cut. So we cut to this wonderful shot, yeah. and it's like a two-second shot. Right, and another crane shot. Another crane shot. Where loves the, his cranes. The camera's elevated. Bruce is running through this park, and this is clearly not the place no. of where the buildings yeah, are. Like, they're besides the lampposts, there's right. no structures in sight at all. But he runs right through these two trees that are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Everything we're, about we're it. We're looking into the sun, so the shadows are all coming towards us and stuff, too. Yeah, it's it's a great shot. Yeah, it looks wonderful. Uh, and then, so, yeah, he says, yeah, yeah, he's arguing who jumped the gun. Uh, so then Blonsky comes uh, blasting out of the, the group with a, a squad of, of uh, soldiers here. Uh, and he says, he's heading 270, 270. I was like, I don't, was that, I don't know what that means, a military court or something like that. Turns out that's actually a compass reading. 270 okay. is true west. So it's like from zero and then like each one across the way. So that means he basically is saying he's heading west. And once again, here Bruce's superpower. All those soldiers on the field immediately locks eyes with Blonsky. Yes. <laughs> Happens again. And it, it, and it doesn't, I don't necessarily know if the locations match uh, yeah, up exactly. if you were to but put this out. But that's clearly the intention but of the But the intention editing. of the scene is yeah. Bruce just goes, oh, it's that, that guy. guy. <laughs> like that, all the way from Brazil? What? From the favela? That guy? Yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, so then uh, uh, as, as Bruce is like, oh, man, that guy again. So then he, he turns and starts running. And then we cut to a shot inside of a Humvee uh, as we see the soldiers going. And then as, on that uh, like uh, very jerky, rocky shot, uh, that's where minute 49 comes to an end. So uh, the well, that, hunt is on. That escalated quickly. It sure did, right? From, uh, from pulling off the Marvel disguise all the way to being uh, hunted down by a, a, a proto-super soldier. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're many minutes away from... Uh-huh. Are you doing? That's right. Do you want the shaver? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. boy! Yeah, so yeah, minute fifty. Boo! Things are things are heating up. So definitely uh, make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss anything. Uh, but if you're thinking like, oh man, I love the show, but I wish I could get it early, you can <sighs> because over at Patreon, all of our Patreon supporters get to hear the show a week early. So you're like, what's gonna happen minute fifty? You could find out right now by going and becoming a Patreon supporter. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, and you're listening to this. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Yes. Uh, you can learn more at nextreel.com slash Patreon. Thanks you all for listening. We'll see you back here for a minute 50. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.